Well, welcome. We're excited for uh, you guys to join us for Christmas at Open Life. I'm glad the force awakened you this morning. I, I tried to work that in. It didn't work. Hey, spoiler alert. Jesus is faithful, goes to the cross, raises again so we can have eternal life. Oh, what were you thinking I was going to talk about? Anyway, uh, it's a big weekend, and a lot of people are just Star Wars crazy. I've never seen anything like it, and, uh, but yet we get to come here and be a little Jesus crazy today because that's what we're here to celebrate is Jesus. And I'll, I'll be one of the weird ones to confess that I have never sat down and watched even one Star Wars movie. And I'm sorry, I apologize to all I have just left. Uh, just totally turned me out, right? Turn, tuned me off. And they're like, no way this guy could relate to me. But uh, so I need to catch up. I'm borrowing some Blu-rays and uh, I'm going to catch up and hopefully maybe see this before it's out of theaters. That's my goal, at least. I wasn't waiting in no line. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, well, uh, I want to jump in to today. It's actually, so this is interesting. It's a final week of a series we've been in called Don't Be a Flake, but it's really a standalone talk today. What we've been dialoguing through is really inspired by just some of our friends and your friends and the people around us. Has anybody else noticed that it's easy in the world we live in to be a flake? Right? It's just easy to, to keep your options open and go against, like, what you had originally committed to. Or let me just survey real quick to see if anybody could relate. Does anybody in here, did anybody in here intentionally plan the time of a holiday event this year with the thought in mind of someone who was going to be late? So you thought, well, if we say this, then they'll show up in time. Raise your hand if anybody did that. Okay, there's a few of you that are connecting with this talk today. John 1, verse 14, says this, The Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. He became human. I just love that that was God's intent with His Son, Jesus that day in a manger is, hey, let's experience all of humanity. The fact that we are celebrating God and, and singing songs about His Son and, and celebrating a virgin birth today is the, the fulfilling of so many words over the course of hundreds and hundreds of years prior to that first Christmas day. Words have been spoken about location of birth and, and who would be, the lineage be and, and how would uh, this baby be born and where. And just all these statistics were given. And hundreds of years later, his unfailing love and faithfulness was represented in a virgin birth of a child in a manger. It's beautiful. It's, in, it's unfathomable how faithful God is. How faithful God is. And when you think about it, we put our faith in a, in a lot of people. Every day we put our faith in people we don't know. We put our faith in people we're hoping are not going to flake out when we're in their presence, right? I mean, how have flaky people impacted you? Uh, when you think about it, we walk around with blind faith. Maybe we wouldn't call it that, but it should astonish us how much 
we have faith in others and how we're depending on them being faithful. Think of this, like something that would impact you if they were flaky. Well, you're, you're trusting that the driver that's coming towards you when you're on a two-lane highway going 60 miles per hour, speed limit's 55 right there, so slow down, guys. No, I'm just kidding. But you're going 60 miles per hour by each other, just feet apart. You're trusting that that's not going to be a moment they decide to flake and check the text message. True? When flying, man, we trust that that pilot that day is not choosing to be a flake, right? Denzel, keep the refrigerator locked. Come on. Anybody see that movie? It was, it was intense. Children are born expecting their parents to be faithful. Totally out of their control. What about diagnosis? When that doctor's looking at that whatever, x-ray or report or blood sample or biopsy, that's not the moment you want them just to go, well, well, we'll just say it's this, right? You don't want them to be flaky. Loved it this week. I had a dental appointment with some of our kids, and, you know, and the doctor said about one of them that has this, like, root issue. He's just looking at it going, Ugh. I don't know the diagnosis for this, so here's what I'll do. You should just pray. It's like, I like this dentist. That's a great thing. You know what? I know how to do that is what I told him. And so we'll, we'll, we'll pray about those roots of that tooth that that tooth will grow in. But we live in Buckley, so it's fine. The tooth doesn't grow in, so let's just move on. That was not a burn. That was just like, I do have a Buckley address. Check my address. Come on. It's in the water. Moving on. Hey, our surgeon, man, we don't want our surgeon. If we're in a surgery, we don't want them to flake while, you know, it'd just be a bad time for them to, like, get an ESPN update. Oh, what's the score, you know? Now, uh, no, don't flake on me when you're in surgery. You know, there's certain things we're trusting people blindly for. Well, and then we're, we're totally aware that we're putting our faith in someone's marriage. We don't want our spouse to flake. So I'm here in the light of the Christmas season, dressed like Paul Bunyan in front of a tree that needs to be axed down. I'm just kidding. I don't know why we all chose plaid. It was kind of funny. I walked in, I like, I always have to twin with somebody, right? Come in here, and we're here to celebrate Christmas, for, and we're going to land on one big idea today. It's a pretty simple big idea, but it is the big idea in the light of the Christmas season, and that is God is not a flake. Aren't you glad that we have access to God and that he is not a flake. God sent Jesus to fill that hole left in our heart that maybe we couldn't even put into words before we walked through the door. Whatever flake impacted you, even if it's the one you see in the mirror that you know is causing that empty void in your life. And God sent Jesus to overcome those choices and fill that hole with his love, with his peace, with his grace, with his hope. Hope has come. We celebrate that today. 1 Corinthians 1.9 has an interesting way of wording God's faithfulness. Listen to this. God will do this, for he is faithful to do what he says. 
And he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. God will. Could you put it any more simply, right, about God? If we, could we trust in God? Can we depend on what's written in the Bible? Is he faithful? God does not throw out maybes. God will. That's enough. Sad, right? God will. Leads us to our first thought today. God does what he says. God does what he says. Isaiah 7, 14, one of the many passages hundreds of years before Jesus was born, says this, all right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. It's crazy accurate. It's exactly what the angel said to Mary. The angel said to her to encourage her to surrender and be faithful and reliable. I don't know how good you are at keeping secrets. Like, good secret. Like, I've got something I'm just holding on to. I'm getting better at it as I grow older, but I used to be horrible at it. My kids are awful at it, right? Like, especially the youngest two. It's like, if I, I know something that I can't tell you, Dad, and I didn't make anything that involves a snowflake. You know, it's like they'll throw a hint in there and they'll just, uh, you know, Dad, I made you something at school and you're going to eat it, but I can't tell you what it is. It's like, oh, food, right? And you're kind of, you're getting hints along the way from them and, and you're just going, oh, it's that upside down ice cream cone with frosting thingy on it, right? It'll be soggy by the time I open it, but it's going to be delicious. You're making guesses as to what it is. Well, kind of, I, I can only imagine that God is kind of doing that through these prophets hundreds of years before Jesus shows up leaking these little insights about Jesus being born, right? Uh, it'll be a, you know, it'll be in a manger. A virgin will give birth to a boy. He'll be wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know, just these little things that it's like, sw boy, swaddling, what? You know, and people were paying attention and writing it down and trying to figure out, okay, it's going to be a, a virgin birth in Bethlehem. It's, it's going to be the Messiah. And then all of a sudden it happens. Hundreds of years later, this baby is born. Thank you, Violet, for doing such a great job of reading through Luke 2. And that Luke 2 passage uh, that we, we read during the songs, it's just so easy. If you're the shepherds, way easier than if you're the prophets hundreds of years before. Because the shepherds were told that day unto us this day a child is born. Way easier. Right? But yet, we can say the same thing, now knowing all the hundreds of years of prophecies that were fulfilled, we can say the same thing that they did. So verse 20 again, if, if you missed it, in Luke 2 said, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. It was just as the angel had told them. And our faith and what we read in Scripture and the promises God makes for your life and my life and the hope for our future and the plan to fill that hole that sometimes the world leaves because of flakiness, guess what? It's going to be just as God promises. He's going to heal that hole. He's going to fill it with his presence and with his love through a relationship with Jesus. God is so faithful to do what he says in the Bible. 
so trustable, so reliable, so not flaky. 1 John 4.10 says, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Maybe you know this answer if you've been around church world very much. But some of you, obviously, are, you didn't grow up in this world, and maybe you've never heard this, but sin is an archery term that meant missing the mark. Simple, right? Your intent is to hit there, but you shoot and whoosh, something makes it be off. To miss the bullseye. Otherwise, not what was intended. No one aims to miss, but sometimes life's journey makes us realize, man, I've missed it. Where I'm at right now, I missed it. I missed the bullseye, and I need to get back on track. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that Jesus came to take away my sins. This word sin, missing the mark, missing the bullseye, because I was way off in my life. It was the age of 21 that I walked through the door of a church on my own initiative. And I'm grateful God kept pursuing me. You see, it says there, he loved me first before I loved him. He came after me. And I have my 12-year-old twin daughters, almost 16, in the front row, where I would tell stories about what I was like when I was 21, when I walked through the door. I was, it was not pretty. My life was not a great life. At the age of 21, I was an alcoholic with way too much debt and way too many stories to tell in the presence of my daughters. I love you, so I'm sparing you. Like, Dad, you did what? That's, you're weird, Dad. They're still going to say that. But uh, let's just say this. From the outside, it seemed like I lived without a conscience, and I was told that. It's a hard word to say, conscience. And when I hit rock bottom, I walked through the doors of a church, and I heard this message that said that my heart could be whole again, that I could get back on course, that I could be healed, that I could be transformed by choosing to follow Jesus. And I heard that week after week. So it hurt good to hear it, right? And... Uh, I heard it week after week after week. For six months, I sat there every week listening to this encouragement that I could be well again, that I could be okay, that, that, that God had a plan for me, that he would get me back on track, that the, all the stuff I did wrong, that he had a plan to heal me and, and to, to put me back on the right course. And finally, I listened to it and said, okay, I'll choose to follow you, Jesus. I'll say yes to you today. And honest, dead honest, from that moment, I thought I was living life to the full when I was living the life that maybe on the outward appearance looks like a good time, but on the inside it was making me emptier and emptier and emptier. And I make my way to make a decision to follow Jesus in June of 1993, and it was like a light switch. That emptiness was filled with the presence of God I now know after reading through the scripture and seeing his promises, realizing, man, God came to me. And that's the story we see here in Scripture, too. 
doesn't matter where you're at in life or how far off course you are, how much you're missing it, how big the emptiness is, God comes to you. He comes to us. It's the only, Christianity is the only religion in the world where God initiates the relationship with us. Interesting to think that's something that, that does set Christianity apart. We can't earn this. We can't do enough right to deserve this. It's in God's character. It's in God's faithfulness that he sent his son, not in our readiness for it. And I love that. I love that I can be me. Other religions are based on human action, behavior, to even have the potential of a greater life somewhere in the afterworld. But not with Christianity. Not with the Christ Christmas message. God sent His Son. He initiated a relationship with us just because we're created in His likeness and image. Jesus became human. It's a beautiful story. And now we have peace, and now we have hope, and now we have love. Truly, Jesus is a gift that the world should unwrap. And I don't know if it'll take you as long as it did me, man. Six months sitting there listening to affirmation after affirmation and encouragement after encouragement and hope after hope. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and say yes to Jesus. I hope you follow Jesus today. And watch what happens, and you experience the same thing I do, and those around you experience the same thing those around me experienced. And that was, what is different with you, man? What's going on in your life? You know, they're always like, I'd like a Coke, please. And, oh, no, just a Coke. Get whatever you put in there out of it, right? It's, never mind. Okay, moving on. Uh, but that was my world. So the Word became human, made his home among us. Thought two. We flake. God is not a flake, but we flake. The default left to our own, we flake. Flakiness is all about us, right? It's all about us looking at the, it's the ultimate expression of selfishness. To get the best option and the last second or it's all about me, so I know you counted on me being there, but I'm going to flake because I want to do something else when others are depending. But yet, listen to this. There's still hope in that moment. Romans 5, 8 says, God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. You know what? While you're a flake... Christ died for you. Is that great news? Like, in the moment of flakiness, Jesus is still faithful. That's intense stuff right there. We don't have to get right to get Jesus. We get Jesus to get right. It doesn't bother God that you make a flaky choice. It doesn't weigh down on him and irritate him as much as it does us because we recognize when we do it. In that very moment, in the worst moment of us, in our most human instant, God still is with us. His love is extended 
to us. God shows us the way that benefits us the most. Not, not making us earn it. His example is unselfish. His example is with others in thought before himself. The unselfishness of God to send Jesus into a sin-filled world to show grace, not while we had a season of unflakiness. It wasn't like, well, this is the right time because everybody's perfect, so Jesus, now you can come. No. The perfect time was the reality of it was the most flaky season and God come. It's beautiful. God loves you the way you are right now. But does demonstrate for us how to become more like Jesus. And we're challenged to do exactly what God's doing here. God's being faithful. So now we're challenged to live faithful. Interesting challenge. Well, thought three, God remains faithful. And if you're asking me, this is the biggest text that just has weighed on me coming into the talk today. 2 Timothy 2.13. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. He cannot deny who he is. You do not have to earn Jesus. Your freedom in Jesus is not dependent on your faithfulness to receive him. Your freedom in Jesus is dependent on your placing your faith in his faithfulness. What if we stop beating ourselves up because we fail again and saying, I'm so unfaithful. What if we stop trying to be the savior and the hero? What if we stop trying to be strong enough not to sin and just trust in his faithfulness and his unfailing love to get us through our sin? That's who we serve. God remains faithful right in the moment we're unfaithful. Now, I'm not saying that to encourage you. Keep on being a flake. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. Not the intent of the series, right? This series was to encourage us to be reliable, trustworthy, and faithful. So the challenge we face is we don't deserve Jesus, but God still sent him out of his faithfulness to us. What would be possible if we embraced this amazing gift of Jesus sent by God and began to have the same faith and love for all those around us, yet, yet to experience Jesus' faithfulness? What if we could be the carriers of his faithfulness? What if we could be the reliable ones and the trustworthy ones? And they would go, man, because they follow Jesus, they're trustworthy. Because they follow Jesus, this change in them, I see all of a sudden now they're reliable. Because they've followed Jesus, man, they're more faithful and they follow through and they don't flake as much. Wow, it's made a difference in their life. What if we're that light in our culture? What could God do through us? I think it's beautiful what he could do through us. And I think we're, ex we're experiencing that as open life. But what if we experience that individually? What happens when we lay down our life for those around us? When we choose to be faithful and unselfish in a world of flakes? We shine brightly like a diamond. I wrote a song about it. I'm just kidding. Um, like a diamond in the sky. Shine bright like a diamond. But the reality is, is we become that peace on earth around us. We become that example of loving somebody through their weakness and challenge and failure. And they're like, "How? why do you still love me on the other side of this? 
Why do you love me on the other side of my mistakes and bad character choices? How can you still allow me to have a relationship with you? Well, because I serve the ultimate one who's faithful and has forgiven me. And, and when it mattered most, he stuck with me and still pursues me. I can't do anything to offend him enough to make him go away. God is with us. He sent his son. He risked everything. And Jesus, lying in a manger, totally out of control of the faithfulness of his parents, was raised, lived a sinless life, went to the cross for you and I, gave his life, shed his blood for our transgressions, for our sins, went to the grave, three days later rose again, witnessed by hundreds who testified, who wrote, we can put our faith in God. We can put our faith in the salvation we have through Jesus Christ. And if you've yet to choose to follow him, oh, today should be your day. Here's the action step today, leading into the new year. And I know we don't have another Sunday service next Sunday. We do have a Christmas Eve service this week at 5 o'clock at our Sumner campus down in Sumner. Love to have you there. But January 3rd, we'll come back and we'll jump into a series called Love Does. What could God do through us if we would just love faithfully? I think first to discover that, we have to say yes to the one who's loved us faithfully. He's loved us faithfully and pursued us through our weakest, most flaky moments. So how does God's, how does God's faithfulness challenge your faithful living? In what area of your life would faithfulness most benefit? Maybe today you came and you've yet to, to choose to follow Jesus or say yes to his mission for your life. You've yet to just go, Jesus, come into my life. Today I want to pray you make that choice if you've yet to because that's where the adventure, that's where the newness begins and literally your life is opened up to be lived to the full. I, I wish it on everybody because it transformed me. And from there, life has just gotten better. The world needs us to be faithful and trustworthy and reliable. It'll impact so many because so many hurt and need that emptiness filled. God, thank you for sending your son for us to take the risk for Jesus to become human is unbelievable. And we sing songs about it and celebrate it. And there's nativity scenes in our home and around us in community. God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to celebrate the risk you took for us. You are still with us through that promise of that baby in a manger. Thank you for fulfilling all the words over hundreds of years. Over the course of Jesus' life, it's absolutely unfathomable. And thank you for kind of sharing the secret with us so that we know without a doubt that Jesus is the Son of God. We can fully put our faith in you because you're the one that will never fail. We do, we mess up, but your love is so broad and extended to us that no matter how far off the mark we are, you're still pursuing us 
And I thank you for pursuing people that walked through the door today and have come to worship you and celebrate the birth of Jesus this Christmas. And I pray, God, if there's some here that have never said yes to you and chosen to follow you, that they'll do it today. That today would be their day to say yes to Jesus. I choose to follow Jesus. I choose to learn what it is to grow in a relationship with Jesus. And if you're here today and that's you, you're saying, man, I want any, I need to follow Jesus. I, I, I want to know who I'm praying with here. Would you just lift your hand? We usually don't do this, but I'm feeling it today. So if anybody's here and you're saying, I need to say yes to Jesus today. I, I, need, to, I need to make this choice. I need to make this decision to pursue Jesus. Pursue Jesus. You can also check the box on your Connect card. Jesus, come into our lives. Be our Lord and Savior. It's a simple prayer you have to pray. But I think there's another group here today that you look in the mirror. And if you were really, really honest with yourself, you would say you're depending on your own strength, your own character, your own power to defeat sin, to defeat your weaknesses, to defeat your tendencies to flakiness. You beat yourself up for choices you make. But you're here today and you're saying, I need to start relying more on God's faithfulness than mine. And through that, inheriting and becoming more faithful, but only through Him. If that's you today and you're like, I I need to depend on His faithfulness and not my own, lift your hand because I want to know who I'm praying with. And I think most of us, if we're being honest, would be so throwing up our hands. God, help us. We don't have the strength to defeat our weaknesses. But God, through your faithfulness, we can become faithful. Through your pursuing us in our weakness, we become strong. So God, we surrender to you today completely holy. We're all in. And I pray that, Lord, you would do through us what only you can do. That we'll put our full trust in you today. As we celebrate this Christmas, it'll mean something powerful, deep, and bold in us of the price you pay for us to live life to the full. We give you thanks for this day in Jesus' name. Amen.